Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Well, as we all know, Pearls and Politics Podcast, it is... It's for everyone, but of course, we love women of color and communities of color here on the platform. And we want each and every woman and each and every family living their absolute best life. So today, we have a very special guest that's near and dear to my heart, the wonderful Dr. Kelly Edwards, who is my nurse practitioner and keeps me all the way together. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. I am so happy to have you here. It's a blessing. I am so happy to have you here. Um, Typically, you know, we do introductions and all those wonderful things. And then I typically ask people, like, how do we know each other? Mm -hmm. But as I stated, you are my nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And I've been with you for years now. Mm -hmm. And when I tell y'all she keeps me all the way together, Mm -hmm. she keeps me all the way together. So today... We want her to help keep all of us together. Yes, yes. Yeah, we yes. Want. So tell us all about yourself. Well, I, uh, first of all, I am from St. Louis, Missouri, born and raised. Um, I became a nurse in 1989. I started my career in adult medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an ICU nurse. And then later on, I went back to school and became a nurse practitioner. I worked with the fabulous Dr. Jacqueline Turner, who was my yes. trainer and my mentor, mm-hmm. who um, picked me up when I was in internship. So I work with her, was with her for 22 years until she retired. And so currently I work in women's health, absolutely love what I do. It's a a blessing to go to work every day. I don't have bad days. I look forward to going there every day and taking care of the women of St. Louis. So I'm affectionately known as uh, Dr. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I see people out in the community. It's It's a joy to know that I've actually had a positive impact on many women in the city of St. Louis. And also I'm a mother. I'm a mother of four girls totally. Girl mom. Um, Yes, girl mom. Um, My husband and I have been together for 30 plus plus years and we're still going strong. (laughs) Love the plus plus. Yes, yes. So it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. Um, You absolutely have touched the lives of many women because Mm -hmm. I know you've touched my life. So Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Dr. Turner, Mm -hmm. she is why I came Mm -hmm. to Western OBGYN. She was referred to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had another OB. It was um, a gentleman. He's now retired and moved on to other things, I would imagine. But it just it didn't jail for mm-hmm. me. And I knew once my husband and I conceived, that was my thought process. I said, well, while we're trying, I'll stick it out mm-hmm. over here. I said, but when I conceive, I want to transition to mm-hmm. another doctor. And I'm going to be honest, I wanted, of course, a woman and mm-hmm. I wanted a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Turner had so many, you know, people in the community that just loved her. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she was taking patients. And then that's how you and I got connected yes. because yes. you were her nurse practitioner. And the two of you just provided Mm -hmm. just the most amazing Mm -hmm. level of care. Like, I don't want this moment between us. I would be remiss if I didn't Mm -hmm. express that. Mm -hmm. Um, I will never forget when Dr. Turner delivered my baby, even when she was off, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, 
And Dr. Rulich, she did that for mm-hmm. me again. And so I'm like, I must not be that patient that people hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. because no, you were one of the, because you were responsive. Um, we've always been interested in the uh, more than just uh, the breast mm-hmm. and the booty. I said your breast and your booty. So <laughs> women's health it. is, um, it's so many different things when you talk about self-care. And when you see me as a patient, we're going to talk about, self-care from the standpoint of mental Mm self-care, spiritual self-care, your physical self-care. And yes, I'm going to get into intimacy. Are you in a healthy space from an intimate standpoint? Social, your social life, is that a healthy space? Your environment in which you live, is that a a space that promotes self-care? So it's about nine different things that I try to touch on. Uh, I even talk about your career, like how you make your money. You do. Um, Is that someplace where you feel like you're in a well space? So self-care for me, when I'm Mm -hmm. taking care of women, it's so many different domains. And if you have, uh, if we have the pleasure to be with one another year after year after year, I pretty much can tell if things are kind of off in one of the domains of Mm self-care. And again, like I said, (laughs) self-care for your mind, your soul, your spirit, the work that you do. I'm going to talk to you about your finances, economic, because all of these things will affect a woman's well-being and how healthy she perceives herself to be. So we get into all the stuff. You do. All the stuff. And when we came into contact, um, I just remember thinking she is so pretty. Mm -hmm. And that representation matters. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says, particularly in healthcare, Mm -hmm. particularly when it comes to black women, because we already know the disparities and Mm -hmm. the things that exist. And part of our reason for being here is to help Tear, some, mm-hmm. tear that down. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I'm like, oh, she has natural hair and she's mm-hmm. so pretty. And, you know, she just, she asks me questions and she really wants to know how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I just really have always appreciated mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. about you, Dr. Turner and the practice and Dr. Rutledge. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she takes excellent care of me even now. And I just wanted you to know mm-hmm. that what you're doing, it matters mm-hmm. in the lives, not only my life, but I can only imagine in the lives of all the women. And I don't want you to ever think, not that you don't, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's good to hear that you are just amazing at what well, you do. Thank you. And you're amazing. Dr. Edwards. So I feel like a lot of women have many amazing qualities. So I'm always looking to have that exchange of amazing energy. And if you don't feel you're amazing, by the time you leave, uh, most people say that they feel amazing because that's, you know, that's kind of what I want to impart is that whole spirit of positivity and amazing. What do you call it? Wonder World? What's your what's your episode called today? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Being <laughs> a Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, yes. So you said you started out mm-hmm. in a different area mm-hmm. and then you transitioned mm-hmm. to where you are and you kind of gave us already like a reason why, but what was your why in coming over um, to so, Women's Health? You know, I will say this. Dr. Turner chose me, honestly. I uh, was an adult ICU ICU nurse where you deal with uh, high levels of illness, sickness, mm-hmm. disease, death, dying. And honestly, she w- someone put us together. Okay. It's a lady that I know said that you need to go work for my doctor. Do you know Dr. Turner? And I was like, I don't know her. Um, so 
when I came with Dr. Turner, I'm just a good student. And I really felt like this is my last rotation. I'm probably not going to do women's health. Let's just check this box off of there. So after week two with Dr. Turner, she says, I think you would be really good at at this. I was like, really? Mm -hmm. She was like, yes. And I would love to hire you when you're done with your training. I was like, straight up, you know? <laughs> um, and then she was like, yeah. And I, I went home and talked to my husband and I was like, she wants to hire me. So I had to stop. And I said, sometimes people will see something in you, uh, something great that you never even thought that yourself. that's what you would do. And I just mm -hmm. took a chance with Dr. Turner, took a chance with God. I said, I'm just go ahead. And I said, I'll give her one year. I'll give her one year and see if this works out. But it's been 22 years. So uh, I feel like uh, uh, God placed me in the place uh, where I was probably needed the most. Awesome. So awesome. that's well, how it came together. That is a great story. Um, and like we always talk about how things can relate, you know, how people can relate universally. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that people can attached to that story mm -hmm. and just really apply it to whatever mm -hmm. it is that, you know, whether it's business or mm -hmm. whatever, being at the right place at the mm -hmm. right time and then actually recognizing that mm -hmm. and saying, okay, we're just going to walk through this door. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, one year mm -hmm. turns into 22, mm -hmm. which turned into thousands of women, thousands women that have women. been blessed by and, you. And the thing that is really, I see me I'm always able to see a part of me in the faces of other black women. So um, not that I don't care for the white women, because I have a lot of white women that I see, too, that Absolutely, it's really they're like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I've been trying to get in to see you for the last mm -hmm. six months. And a lot of times it may not be a, a devastating physical illness. Mm -hmm. It's just that women like to connect on an intimate level. Mm -hmm. And um, so I feel like that's been my that's a talent and a gift that was given to me. I think God given, I believe. Absolutely. I believe. Absolutely. So what is it? Um, how important? Because you talked about the breasts and the booty. Mm -hmm. How important is reproductive and breast mm -hmm. health for women? Because so many mm -hmm. women, they don't go for their mammograms. Mm -hmm. My mother was one of them. Um, they don't um, get their annual mm -hmm. well woman checkups. But how important is making sure we care for the breast and the booty? Okay. So I always say something like this. You want to live, right? You want to live, right? You want to live, right? Oh, yeah, I want to live. You want to be at your best that you possibly can be. Yeah, I want to be at the best I possibly can be. But unfortunately, with um, black women, we have so many other things that's going on in our lives that may keep us from taking care of some of the basic things. But I will say this, a woman will come to see me about her cooch and not go see her primary care about her blood pressure. I see it every day um, that women, if it doesn't hurt, then you're going to like maybe brush it under the carpet because you got other things that you're concerned with. But as black women, unfortunately, if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen more um, at the 10th power in us than it would to our white sisters. So it's so important to uh, take care of the basics. 
coming in once a year, getting your annual checkup. If you're coming to see me or whatever provider that you're going to see, they should be concerned with the whole you, not just your breast and your booty. I want to know when have you had your eye exam? Have you been to the dentist? Uh, if mm -hmm. I see marks, what is this? How long has that been there? I noticed that I look at your feet. A lot of women don't know that. I look at, I look at their feet. I did not know that. Yes, I look at your feet <laughs> to see that your nails do not appear, that you have circulatory disorders. I'm looking at the the, um, the integrity of your skin, your lower extremities. Uh, have you talked to your primary care provider about this? So it's so important because we're more likely to suffer the defestation of disease um, more so than white women um, if we do not uh, take care of our business. Um, and going to get yourselves checked out once a year. Go get yourself checked out once a year. And the things that I look for, or we should be talking about, yes, I, I mentioned eye exams. I mentioned dental health. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of uh, disease can happen just from poor oral hygiene, oral hygiene. Mm -hmm. that it affects your heart. It affects your gastrointestinal system. Um, definitely you need your own primary care. Ladies, I'm not your primary care. I know I will uh, order all your labs for, you know, dibble and dabble and a lot of different things, but you need your own I'm guilty. primary care provider. Go into total access. I don't knock them. I'm glad that they're there. But a lot of women go to urgent care, urgent care, urgent care. Urgent cares are not following your story. Absolutely. They're not going to pick up on, you know what, you've been here six times in the last two years and all six times you've had blood in your urine. Have you seen a urologist? That can be a sign of um, a bladder cancer or kidney disease, just having blood, microscopic blood in your urine that gets missed mm -hmm. if you're only going to urgent care. So I always try to stress that you need a primary care provider. Checking in with them and then checking in with your women's health provider um, so that things are not missed because we want to live. We want to live well. I don't know about you, but I want to be 75 and able to do the electric slide <laughs> if they're still doing it. Um, but I want to be able to be able to walk and move and be healthy. Absolutely. Dr. Kelly loves to dance and I do too. I do too. Yes. Um, well, I'm guilty first mm -hmm. um, or very early on in the podcast, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. guilty already. Um, I have been blessed with good health. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget Dr. Turner telling me one time, you know, well, as usual, you know, you're the picture of health. And I received that. And I I do. I mm -hmm. go every six months to the dentist. And, you know, I go to the eye doctor, you know, probably should more often. I need to go now. Um, I go most. A lot of black people don't. Every single year on Veterans Day, I go to my uh, dermatologist for mm -hmm. a full body scan. Mm -hmm. I've never tanned. I've never, you know, mm -hmm. I don't really do outdoors, but I have three kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like everything that I need to check out. You know, I do not miss my well woman, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so my mammogram, I just had it last week. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, you got my results yes. last week. Yes, yes. And we are thankful that everything mm -hmm. was great. So I try my best. But I absolutely need a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. I absolutely do. Yes. So when but you talk about how what we need to do, why don't we do it? Like I just mentioned, mm -hmm. my mother, um, she's now a patient mm -hmm. of yours, hadn't had, you know, her annual mm -hmm. in over 20 years. So mm -hmm. after my father, so 20 years on June 1st mm -hmm. was the anniversary of my father's passing. Um, a very aggressive cancer that took mm -hmm. him really quickly. Then um, 
couple years after that, mm-hmm. my husband passed away, right? And so they were very close. Mm-hmm. So she just had all of this loss. Mm-hmm. They went to doctors. Mm-hmm. They did all those things. So she just kind of gave mm-hmm. up. And so I forced her. I mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Dr. Rutledge and was like, hey, are you mm-hmm. taking patients? And now she's your patient. But why do we not take care of ourselves the way we should? Why don't we go? I find that um, sometimes people are afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid. Um, I always like to say I'm afraid of not knowing because I like women that have lumps and I'm like, you've had it for how long? What kept you from going? I was afraid. So I always like to say sometimes in some things, I'm more afraid of not knowing because if you know some things about your body, you have a chance of fixing it and you won't die from it, hopefully. Um, Also, there's a lack of trust in um in the healthcare community people feel like i'm not going to give those doctors all my money i'm not going to be a, a guinea pig um sometimes people are suffering from emotional like depression uh, anxiety that keeps people away just because they have mental illness um it's a lot of different factors and also in the uh, lower socioeconomical um Black black people, uh, we're so used to hoping and praying. I'm hoping and praying. I'm hoping and praying I don't get pregnant. I'm hoping and praying I don't have cancer. The hoping and praying mentality will keep people away. This because taking care of your health that was like a luxury, you know, historically in the black community. Going to the doctor, you went when it was so bad that you had to go. Mm-hmm. So maintaining and preventative health is not something that is passed down. You have to teach your children that we're going to not just when you're sick, you know, but that's when, you know, most people are used to going when they're sick, when there's a problem. But we have to build a new culture that you want to go when you're well, because you want to maintain, you know, you want to maintain your health. And that's where the power is, is maintaining your health as opposed to waiting till you're sick, you know, or hoping and praying nothing happened. Right. And so thankfully I can, you know, check that box mm-hmm. with tr- generationally mm-hmm. making those changes. Um, my my kids, it's second nature now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we go to the dentist. We just went to the dentist this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, oh, we get our physicals every year, mm-hmm. even though they're required for sports, mm-hmm. we would go anyway. Um, but how do we get that generation before mm-hmm. us? So we go, we've changed it for mm-hmm. our children, but we love people mm-hmm. that are a little older, mm-hmm. a little more set in their ways. Mm-hmm. How do we get them? Because I just forced her, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. that every mama is not going to let mm-hmm. you force them. So how do we encourage our loved so ones? So sometimes uh, if a person knows, first of all, we have to convince them that they have a safe place to go. So okay. if you were to say, I have someone that I know that they're going to take good care of you, um, that's a start, like giving them hope that they can go to a safe place. Sometimes we have to, some people are fearful that if they can go someplace with someone, I'll go with you. How about if I go with you? Will that get you there? Um, sometimes fear, the fear can work. I've been able to like scare people <laughs> into doing the right thing. Um, so sometimes if money, a lot of people don't know that BJC, I hate, I'm not, well, you know, I'll just say this BJC does offer a lot of financial assistance. And if you are our patient existing and you lose your, your insurance, you still can come and see me. Actually, we're one of the fewer offices. If you don't have your co-payment, I, I, I don't want to public, you know, make this a thing, but we're still going to see you. Most good practices will still see a patient, existing patient, if they don't have the ability to pay. Um, so letting them know that, you know, you're, you may not be 
saddled with very expensive bills from this. You know, there's different labs that we can send things to if money is an issue. So I feel like you have to figure out what is the hesitation. Sometimes people are just afraid. Well, what exactly are you afraid of? Sometimes people are afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to, they're going to tell me something that I'm mm-hmm. going to die from. I always say, but you know what? I'm a, you're probably going to die faster if you don't go. We have a chance if you go and we can get things checked out and maybe that fear won't be a reality. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, who, if you're talking to someone who's mm-hmm. fearful, you have to figure out what's the real fear. Okay. And, and they may need somebody to help them, you know. Well, I... I hear me in a lot of what Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. So I go, obviously, Mm -hmm. but just like last week when I had my mammogram, Mm -hmm. like I had a biopsy in 20 and Mm -hmm. I think that just like scared me forever. Mm -hmm. So every mammogram before that was fine. Mm -hmm. Then in 20, I need a biopsy Mm -hmm. and I'm breastfeeding with Mm -hmm. my youngest. Mm -hmm. So the biopsy hole like had blood and breast milk coming Mm -hmm. all out of it. And I'm just like, and then I had to wait on the Mm -hmm. results. And so I Mammograms were already mm-hmm. sweaty armpits and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, and so when I went last week, even though 20 was fine with the biopsy, 21, mm-hmm. 22, I'm still sweating, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. like, I hate doing this every 365 days, but I'm going to mm-hmm. keep doing it for my kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, this year at 45, and, you know, when I go see Dr. Kelly, she... She keeps me, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, so I see 45. So we need to schedule you for a cold. I was like, ah. mm-hmm. I was hoping you mm-hmm. wouldn't say that, right? Yes. Because when I tell you the dread mm-hmm. of this colonoscopy, I'm just like, okay, Jesus. And, and so I would, I would say, so what are you most afraid of? So I'm going to say this. Uh, one of the things that I do, I'm a health advocate. You are. So, um, or I'm a health coach, if you will. Uh, there are some health coaches that are out here that if you have health questions and you're not sure how to navigate, you know, you can always reach out to a health coach to kind of get into the get you to where you can get things done. You know, uh, our job is to take the fear out of things that are necessary. So for we have no history of colon Mm -hmm. cancer or anything like that in my family. It's just I don't know what the fear mm-hmm. is, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. but it exists and it is there every time I think about, OK, I got to go mm-hmm. and the results are going to be fine. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so I think that's more it mm-hmm. than anything, even though everything mm-hmm. I mean, I've had everything from MRIs to CTC, mm-hmm. every nothing has ever come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm unfavorable well, right sometimes people are worried well they have a little bit of uh, uh worried wellness you know that what if something would happen or mm-hmm. what if something could happen uh-huh. and then also i think with women in general the back door the rectum the colon that's a scary place it, for a lot of people they're gonna do what they're gonna put what in where yes but they're gonna knock you out with some great drugs <laughs> <laughs> Propofol and Versed, you know, it's the best. That's what Michael Jackson was using for sleep okay. is Propofol. It knocks you out. And when you wake up, it's like the best sleep you've ever had. So, okay. um, it, you know, it's not as scary as most people think it is. I've had it. And, and just so that everybody knows, you know, um, providers, health providers, uh, we're some of the worst patients, you know, as mm-hmm. far as you know, keeping up with their appointments, you know, when I have to have things done, I have to really analyze, do I really need to have this done? I'm usually a little late getting mammography. I get it done. Um, 
you know, but also I have to still stress to women, please check and know what your breasts, what mm -hmm. they feel like. Um, mm -hmm. Know what your girly parts look like. Because if I see a lump or a bump, I'll say, well, how long has this been there, girl? I don't look down there. I'm like, just like you look at your face, look at your cooch. You know, make sure <laughs> that the cooch is looking right to you. You uh -huh. know, you shouldn't have to come to me a year and a half later and I see something and you're like, I don't look down there. So, you know, uh, we have to be not afraid of our bodies. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, so when I lived in Indianapolis, um, Dr. Christine Bolin was mm -hmm. my OBGYN then with my first by my late husband. And I've always been like I used to suffer from hypochondria. I don't mm -hmm, anymore. Mm -hmm. I was delivered. OK, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but Everything. I went to the doctor for everything. Oh my mm -hmm. God, what is this? What is that? What is this? And my OB in Indianapolis mm -hmm. was like, Kahala, if half of my patients mm -hmm. were half as diligent, mm -hmm. I mean, you will notice mm -hmm. anything. She said, my job would be so much easier. Mm -hmm. And so that's just always been my thing. And so I'm just trying, like you mm -hmm. said, to live my best life, mm -hmm. to live it healthy, right? Because mm -hmm. I always say I'm going to live to be 98, mm -hmm. right? But I don't want it to be a mm -hmm. an unhealthy mm -hmm. 98 where I'm like, well, I'm, I'll be glad when 98 get here. No, I mm -hmm. want to be living, what right. you say, doing electric slide, yes, yes. helping raise my grandkids. And I've got to see my children mm -hmm. become adults. And so that's why I try so hard mm -hmm. to you know, maintain and do what I need to do. Well, you said it. You said fear. So so anxiety and running to the doctor for everything, that's a fear factor. So fear will make you go too often for every little thing mm -hmm. or fear will keep you away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, tackling the fear is like uh, very powerful in a lot of things. Yes. A and thankfully, I'm in the middle now. Like mm -hmm. I said, I don't run for everything. And probably because for so long, things turned out well, right? Mm -hmm. So then it was like, oh, Oh, okay. Well, I can just, I can relax mm -hmm. now. And so then with age and maturity, mm -hmm. right. And then focus priorities. Mm -hmm. Like I can't run every five minutes cause I can take my kids every five mm -hmm. minutes now, but I really feel that I have settled mm -hmm. into, okay, this is a healthy space, but let's maintain that. So now that you're talking about this, it brings me to something you wanted me to mention. I often talk to uh, the two week rule because yes. you learn this and um, when you're doing your uh, training. So generally speaking, if you have a new symptom, mm -hmm. uh, let's just say diarrhea. Well, maybe you ate something that did not agree with your system. You're having diarrhea. It's pretty uh, impressive. If it goes away within two weeks, it's probably fine. But if you are still noticing that there's a change in your bowel pattern, you're having abdominal cramping, it did not resolve, you have to go get that checked out. If you have a headache, you've never really had headaches before, maybe it is stress, maybe it is the new computer, maybe you do need glasses, um, you've tried to you know, get, 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 a, get a prescription or you adjusted something on your computer, uh, the resolution, uh, um, Maybe, you know, maybe you try taking Tylenol, but if you're still having headaches and you've never had headaches before, after two weeks, you probably should get that checked out. Um, if you are having, I deal in the lady parts, the cooch. If you got a lump and a bump and it's getting worse and it's past two weeks and it's still lumpy bumpy, uh, probably need to come in and get it checked out. You know, a rash on your body. Most benign rashes will clear up within a mm -hmm. week or two. Um, but if it's ongoing and you still have a body rash that did not go away, you should get that checked out. So generally speaking, most benign illnesses will clear themselves up and you'll be back to normal within two, two weeks. weeks. 
But if it's not, then it's probably like a cough. Yeah, maybe you do have allergies. Maybe, well, you know, we just did, dealt with the coronavirus. But after two weeks, we need to be getting things checked out. So with a primary care provider. <laughs> not with your OB. Um, not with your gynecologist. With your PCP. Yes. And if you don't have one, if you have a gynecologist, most of us will help facilitate getting you an urgent appointment. It never hurts to call and ask someone. They always say, I'm going to ask Dr. Kelly. It never hurts to ask someone that you trust. Hey, this has been going on. I know this is not what you do. What do you suggest? I'm always given that type of advice. Yes, you need to go get this checked out. Can I come and see you? You know, if you're my family members, no. You know, that's a one thing that you shouldn't doctor on your family members. Absolutely. You know. So how can we become your patient? Um, you can reach out to our, our practice. It's BJC Medical Group, West End OBGYN. We're at 1110 Highlands Plaza East, um, right at the intersection of Hampton and Oakland. Mm -hmm. um, you would just go look up the number. You can look up the number mm -hmm. because uh, BJC has very specific rules that if they're not sponsoring this event, you have to find me. You okay. have to look me up. So, okay. And if they tell you that I don't have a, um, a, a appointment time for uh, two years, um, my schedule is pretty tight. But if you're having a problem, all you have to do is say, have Dr. Kelly call me, give them your number, and I will determine. I have uh, control over my schedule. So if it's just a well woman exam, you're supposed to be well, right? So if you're well, it could wait probably six months. Mm -hmm. But my schedule goes out like six months to a year now. But if you're having a problem, I can get you in. Just tell them that I only want, you know, because our office will probably have you see someone else. And we have great providers in you our do. office. So if I'm not available, uh, we have great providers. Our two nurse practitioners, one of them I trained. She's excellent. Her name is Jessica Cassandra. Um, Dr. Rutledge is, is amazing. Um, Dr. Grace Wayne, she's an amazing doctor. Um, Dr. Luco, Dr. White, uh, if I'm not available. But if you want to hold out to see Dr. Kelly, just um, say, can you just have her call me and I can fig I can get you in. I do have space, but my schedule is controlled awesome. since Dr. Turner has retired. Awesome. So before we go, what is something you absolutely want us to know? I absolutely want you to know that um, taking care of your physical um, physical building, your mental building right up here in the headspace, um, your environment is something that is so important because I have found that if too many things are out of balance, most women don't have a spirit of wellness. And if you're unwell, you're not happy. You're not satisfied with life. You're not living up to your best potential. And I don't know about you, but for me, if my physical body was not doing what I needed to, to do, I know I would not be happy. I would not have a level of satisfaction. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid if there's something going on with your body that you don't understand. As I said before, I'm more afraid for you if you don't come in. So coming in sometimes is the saving grace that you need so that you can make it, so that your body can be in a place where you can enjoy life and be satisfied. So that would be the most important thing I would tell people. Thank and you. of course, you can come see Dr. Kelly. Thank you. Um, that's so important. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, 
for so many reasons. I know we talk about our kids, our kids, mm-hmm. our kids, but our spouses need us. Mm-hmm. Our communities need us. Mm-hmm. Our parents, like the world mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. you to be at our best. And um, I appreciate you so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I thank you for taking care of me all these years. Um, I appreciate the level of care that you give. Mm-hmm. And you are absolutely right. When I come see you, I know that I'm going to be put straight where I need to be straight. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be celebrated where I need mm-hmm. to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so I just thank you for being you. Thank you so much, Kahawa. And thank you for coming on thank today. You. Will you come back? Yes, I will. Yeah. Without hesitation. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today to Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please come see us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye.